Bruce Springsteen said, the best music is essentially there to provide you something to face the world with. An organization called Teach Rock is using music to open up history, science, culture, and more, giving high school students something to face the world with. You'll hear from education innovator Pat McGuire on how he has teamed with Stephen Van Zandt to create incredible outcomes across the globe with Teach Rock on this episode of Making Our World Better. Welcome to the Making Our World Better podcast, where you will find motivation and encouragement through lively conversations with inspirational people who every day are making our world a better place. Now, here's your host, Jay Clark. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jay Clark, and I'm pumped to be sharing this show with Pat McGuire, an educational pioneer who is a disciple of Teach Rock, a standards-aligned arts integration curriculum that uses rock and roll and popular music to help teachers engage students. Pat has been using Teach Rock in his classroom and spreading the work of Teach Rock to educators and students across the world. To introduce Pat, he's been an educator both at the elementary and high school levels for the past 29 years. Since 2004, he's been teaching AP Psychology, U.S. History, and Contemporary World Issues at Mountain Vista High School in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Pat's affiliation with Teach Rock began in 2014 after discovering the foundation and immediately adding its resources to his work. He joined a select group of educators who were using the material at a the foundation's summer workshop in the summer of 2015. The following fall, Pat was one of 11 educators selected to participate in the Rock and Roll and American Story pilot program. For the 2016-17 school year, Pat was selected to produce a hometown documentary in support of Sonic Highways in the Classroom, a partnership with Dave Grohl's Sonic Highways Project. In the summer of 2018, Pat accompanied Stephen Van Zant, heard of him, and his band, the Disciples of Soul, on the Teach Rock European Tour, presenting professional development workshops to teachers in 16 cities across 10 countries. Remarkable. In 2019, Pat facilitated the Teach Rock professional workshops in Beverly Hills, Boston, and New York City. In August of 21, Pat launched his Rock and Soul of America class at Mountain Vista High School, a U.S. history class built on the foundation of Teach Rock lessons, and after debuting with 55 students, the class has now grown to more than 300 set to participate in the 2022-23 school year. Pat, welcome. It's great to be here, Jay. Great oh, to see you, man. So great to see you. Absolutely. Grateful to be your friend all these years, and it's and awesome the, to reconnect. The feeling is absolutely mutual. We've stayed, <laughs> we've stayed in touch, but never enough. The ties that bind. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but for somebody who's never heard of Teach Rock, how would you describe it? Teach Rock is... Uh, is a collection of lessons that Steve Van Zandt's vision was to keep music in schools. He originally wanted to work on keeping actual music classes in schools back at No Child Left Behind years. When he realized that things were not going to budge away from No Child Left Behind, he decided that he would use kind of a New Jersey backdoor approach <laughs> and get lessons built around music. It's very Sopranos. Yeah, very Sopranos <laughs> for sure. He, he decided that what he would use and what we would use is, first of all, that he would provide lessons always for free for teachers. He would never charge teachers one penny wow. for any of these is lessons. Is that right? And has not done it yet. That's awesome. 
we like to say around Teach Rock that we don't teach music, we, we use music to teach. And that's what it's all about. I like to say that we use music to illuminate history. We've since branched out and we have lessons that can work for science classes. Obviously, right. language arts classes right. work well with it. Uh, and we've grown from 10 lessons to about 260 lessons wow. that we have already. And a, a great group of educators in New York uh, creating lessons. I've had the opportunity to create a few myself. Nice. And uh, what we find is that it, that it's better to go to where the kids are. Right. And we find that the commonality is the music. Right. Don't tell them to take the earphones out of their ears yet, but maybe ask them what they're listening to and then start tracing it back. And before you know it, you've got the kids engaged and the you're having a lesson. We're right. having a history lesson. Right. And that's well, how it works. And this is one of the things I love about the curriculum is it, it meets the kids where they're at. So there's, you know, engineering and how do you design a distortion pedal? Or there's algebra and how do you calculate what it costs to put on a tour? Talk about how, how, what a difference that makes to meet kids where they're at, where their passions lie. You know, uh, it's quite amazing, actually. It is, I think, let me back up a little bit. Yeah. What, what I think all of us were educated around, we turned out okay, I guess. My mom thinks <laughs> I'm pretty cool. Uh, is that we were telling kids stuff that they would eventually use, right. potentially. Mm -hmm. And we were saying, you come to me and you'll eventually use this stuff. You have to trust it. I think that the, the thing that I've seen with the Teach Rock lessons is... We begin with going to where the kids are rather than dragging them to where we are. Nice. And I've never yet come across a kid that didn't have some type of a connection with some type of music. They don't have to Think like about the that. 29 years of the, kids. Never that's had. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. 4,750. Wow. To be exact. How about that? <laughs> Not that we're adding them up at all, but... <laughs> I've never met a kid that wasn't into some type of music. And of course, the kids are experts on what they like. Right. And, you know, it's the whole progression of we have a new indie band, and then, then suddenly, decades later, they turn out to be the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. or Fallout Boy yeah. or, or something like that. So it's amazing, Jay, the way the light goes on when you just first acknowledge the kid. Yep. It is matched with the way I've always been a teacher because I've always tried to go to where the kids are anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones that didn't want to participate, well, before class starts, go talk to them. Pretty simple concept. You know, uh, the old adage of show them respect, they give you respect is not magical, but it sure works. So these lessons just work perfectly for that. We go to where the kid's at, and before you know it, we've got them engaged, and off we go with lessons. And where do you see this? Does this roll into the other stuff? Like if a kid's super engaged with, with the Teach Rock lessons, does that make him more engaged with his science class or his English class or his math class? You know, actually, it, it, it does. And one of the things we started about five years ago at Teach Rock was to expand our lessons to include things that would go, as you mentioned, 
with engineering, sound engineering, pedals and distortion mm-hmm. and, and how the, you know, a little history lesson about distortion when, I don't know who it was, cut the speaker cone. Yep. I'm spacing the name out now, but way back when in Sun Studios. Yep. And it does pique their interest where they can take them to other classes. I've had science teachers come to me and say, you know, so-and-so is asking about uh, sound engineering and stuff. And I believe it's just blossoming at this point. We've had a great uh, partnership with our language arts teachers because writing about stuff, all we do is writing. We stay away from factual memorization. It's more conceptually based. I think it's about time that we realize where kids are coming from. They have their facts in their pocket. Right. Now, that can be an issue. I get it. Yep. I get that it can be an issue with uh, too much reliance on phones. Yep. You know, Jay and I are kind of old school (laughs) a little bit. We can't can't change that. Yeah. But we can also acknowledge and value where they're coming from at. But yes, I have seen the uh, interdisciplinary stuff start to blossom. Absolutely. Art students drawing... You know, Fender Stratocasters. How and, about and that? Why does, why does the sound, why does the shape matter? Why does the type of wood matter? And so I think the blossoming, once you get their interest, really takes off. Now, how did you stumble across this program back in 2014? If you remember Scholastic. Oh, remember yeah. the Scholastic book fairs oh, and yeah. all that stuff? I got a mailer right when Stevie Van Zandt was starting the foundation and I got a mailer, which was a poster of, of the history of rock and roll. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. And then, of course, being kind of a Bruce freak, I right. noticed that it's Stevie. Right. And I started digging a little deeper. I opened up the poster, went online, and started looking at these. There was only a handful of lessons. I literally think there was only 10 at that right. point. And I started using a piece here and a piece there in my lessons and then it blossomed. Just on your own. Just on my own. And, you know, I used, uh, I forget what I used first. I think it was something about Elvis and something about, um, you know, back in Memphis, pu- putting him on, on race record stations and part of the population thinking that he was a black artist. Right. Sam Phillips wanting black artists uh-huh. and then eventually wanting... Uh, Elvis to come in because he, as Sam said, he could sound like that way that he was looking for. Uh-huh. Obviously, learning about Sam Phillips being a pioneer during a horribly divided city yeah. in Memphis, Tennessee back then. So it opened the door. It illuminated civil rights to me. It illuminated these pioneers that maybe kids didn't know about. Elvis, at first, was a pioneer. He was so heavily influenced by gospel music. He wanted to dress like the young black artist. He'd finish high school and go to Beale Street and hang out. Now, he evolved a certain way as Mm -hmm. his life went on, but uh, we try to to, uh, embrace the artist and then the art after that, and he certainly was unbeknownst to a lot of people, a big civil rights kind of a guy yeah. just by his music. Right. You know, it's breaking up those barriers. So that's how it started, Jay. I, I, yep. I got a taste of it. I started using it. I contacted them and let them know I was using it, you know, emailing back and forth. And then they put out a call for 10 educators 
to come to New York and talk about how was it working, and then it just blew up after nice. that. Now, how was, how was this accepted by your administration? Were they all in on it, or was it a tough sell for you? Good question. Uh, at first, I was just using it on my own right. for a couple years. Then as it morphed into getting classes approved, which was now about, I think it was the last COVID year we started working on it. And luckily... My principal was a, a great guy, Mike Weaver. I'll put out a plug for him. It's his last year with us. Ah, Do you know Mike? Salute Mike, no. Uh, Mike's a big Bruce fan. Ah. That helps. We're uh, everywhere. We, they are <laughs> everywhere. You, you, know, you can only hope to contain us at this point. Uh, so luckily, his, his say-so in all of it was good. Then... He put me with one of the assistant principals that had to kind of get this approved by the district. Right. And luckily, what TeachRock has done is they've done all their dotted T's and, and, and everything done that no matter what district you're in, it's all legit. In National Council of Social Studies teachers, uh, in different cities that we go into, whether it be a little more conservative than right, not, right. Stevie, right from the beginning, did not want this to be political because he didn't want to hold it back from someone who might lean a little one way from mm -hmm. getting this message out to the kids. So believe it or not, the, the evaluation and, and uh, approval process went pretty well. Nice. And they they decided it to make it just a not standalone class, but to make it an option for a required class. Really? Which was I was like Wowzer. The uh the gentleman from the district was like, Can you meet all the standards? And I'm like, Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I've done this long enough. Right. I know what standard how standards are uh -huh. written. They're broad enough. Absolutely. He goes, if you can meet our standards and you can justify it, let's do it. Nice. And they put it in the... Ca I was kind of shocked so by it. So none of that, none of this darn rock and roll in our school. None of it. <laughs> okay. None of it. So far. So, <laughs> so far. As it's grown now, I need two other teachers to teach it with me. Wow. We have eight sections. That's eight sections. Eight sections of it. That's from remarkable. two to eight. And at first I was a Salute. little reluctant. I was like... I don't know, boy. It's you know. Can we do it another year yeah. and take the time? And then, luckily, the administrator that helped me is like, we build classes for kids, not necessarily teachers. He says, if the demand is there, we're doing it. So buckle up and let's Which, do it. That's that's how cool is that message? Because that's just like meeting the kids. Where that's that's, that's the it. district wanting to match that desire as well. Where are the kids? Let's exactly. Go, let's go to where they are. So. So far, Douglas County has been phenomenal, and I want to put in a plug for them that they have been phenomenal. And, you know, all the noise that's out there about where teaching is these days right. in a variety of, of ways yep. is just noise, and we try to stay away from it. And I can always, I tell the, the administrators when they visit my classroom, I said, my room's always open. You come in, sit in. Our new uh, district person... I saw her at graduation, superintendent, and she remembered me because she was in my class. I said, please, come in. Set up bleachers. Awesome. I don't care. <laughs> I have nothing that? to hide. You know, uh, we tell people that we don't tell kids what to think. We help them think. 
That's awesome. That's all we want to do. And that's, that's been Stevie's way and my way forever. Well, and, you know, I'm not surprised at all. I've known you a long time with your talent and your passion that you would become a rising star in Teach Rock. But tell me that it's not still really surreal that you're working with one of your idols. And tell me about, you know, what's, what's it like working with little Steven and, and his passion for what you guys are doing with Boots on the Ground? Well, first of all, the idea that I'm that close to Bruce it's, is astronomical. What? I mean, it's like, what? You know, my kids always say, uh, Daddy, we love you even more than you love Bruce. <laughs> you know, that's what they, my three beautiful daughters, you know. That's but a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> and it is still surreal. It's a perfect word for me. And I know Stevie pretty good now after spending time with him. I've yet to ask him one question about Bruce. Good I for feel you. it's disrespectful. I want... You know, because Stevie, as my wife says, there's a lot to that man that oh people gosh. don't realize. No kidding. All this of the this work program to, is an example. This is a perfect example. The work with South Africa is unbelievable. People really need to dig into that a little deeper. So I got past the surreal stage, although it's still there at times. <laughs> I'm sure. It, it is still there at times. Uh, I try to separate Bruce from him. Yep. And... I have a million questions I want to ask him. Like, Stephen, we're in New York. Would it kill you to go to his house yeah. right now? Would it kill you? <laughs> you know I'm a nice guy, you know? Uh, but uh, I know you've got the gate code. I know you've got it, Stephen, <laughs> so don't even tell me, you know? The beauty of, of Stevie is that he is absolutely dedicated to this. And he says that he's never had a great love affair with saving money, but he'll spend money. He has no problem spending money. My so man. You, yeah, I know. He's my own heart. You know? Exactly. He doesn't like fundraising, but he'll do the fundraising necessary. It's a nonprofit. Right. Jay, you know what that's all I about. Do. I you've do got indeed. A, you've got a lot of knowledge with that, and you're going to expand your knowledge let's more hope, with that. You know? But he's so down to earth. He listens to what you have to say rather than just tell you what he has to say. And, and he's as nice as talking to you, Jay. I mean it. And he is absolutely, he says, look, I can only do this so much longer. He's 70 years old. I'm already in my mid-60s. And he says, this is something I want to leave. He says, it's ludicrous the way they treat teachers. He says, they're the most disrespected, underfunded people in the world. Could not agree more. And... This is what he wants to do. And luckily, he's got a board of directors behind him. Martin Scorsese, Bono, Bruce Springsteen, heard Jackson I've Brown. I've heard of those guys. And they're behind it. Remarkable. And it is, it is remarkable. Sometimes when I'm with him, I go back to my hotel and I'm like, did that just happen? Yeah, was that just me with but that? But he's <laughs> such a genuine person. And he's New Jersey. And we talk a lot about the shore and we talk a lot about, uh, you know, who he knows and who he admires. And he admires people that are great and that are not phonies. Uh, he'll work with musicians that are only ones that are good people. As uh, my wife asked him one time uh, that, that he said when, when Pat came back from the tour, he was so amazed by, the, by how human and nice all of the staff was, all of the musicians, 15 of us, yeah. and the Disciples of Soul. 
and the road crews, and he said, they're all nice people. And he says, my husband couldn't stop raving about how nice everyone was. And he looked at her and he says, Shelly, it's essential. I'm too old to deal with any right? blank, <laughs> you know, and he treats everyone great, but he expects them to treat everyone great also. That's awesome. That's really cool. That is, is really cool. And this is, so this is not a fair question. So been doing this now eight years. Mm-hmm. Are there any stories of impacting on students that really stand out? Uh, yes. We did a unit on the Stonewall riots. This was done with our partnership with CNN Soundtracks, which is an incredible series. Yep. Uh, the Rock is the executive producer yep. of it. A lot more to that guy than meets the eye, let me tell Indeed. you. Uh, and this was a young girl in my class, a junior, that was really struggling. Mm-hmm. Her and her friend were really struggling with where they were. And, you know, they were at one time out and proud in my class because they could be and they were, they were safe. Right. But they didn't know about Stonewall. They didn't, they heard of it. You know, these are still young people. Right. And once we got done with that lesson, the note that this young kid wrote to me, and if I tell you about it, I'm going to lose it. But it was just, it just allowed them to have a place. And I tell my kids all the time, and I know, Jay, you would, tell, you would say the same thing. Your kids would say the same thing. Your wife would say the same thing. It's not about understanding. It's not about feeling totally comfortable with something, mm-hmm. but it's about being nice about it. It's about respect. You know, we, I'm, I'm a good Catholic boy my whole life, like you are. Uh, you know, my faith is strong. There's things in my church I disagree with, and I come to terms with that, right. and that doesn't mean I'm still not going to treat people with love and respect. Totally. That's the message. That's the message I got in the Bronx with my dad taking me to church. And uh, that lesson was powerful. And the conversation and letter that I had from her and her friends about a place was something that changed my life completely. That's one of those, this is why I do this. That's why I do it. And uh, she wants to be a teacher. No kidding. She wants to be a teacher. How about that? And she's a musician. She plays saxophone, you know, a marching band wow. kid, you know. Uh, there was other ones. There was, there was kids. Uh, we start the year with uh, Billie Holiday, Strange Fruit. Mm-hmm. That's my introduction to Jim Crow laws. That's, a way, that's the way Teach Rock works. Let's listen to this song. Right. Let's read the lyrics. The next day these kids come in, two little Highlands Ranch girls, you know. No matter what you picture of these kids, there's a lot more to them then meets the eye, they come in and they're like, Mac, did you know Jay-Z sampled that? Did you know Kendrick Lamar sampled that? Um, Actually, I didn't. So now they're taking this lesson and blowing it up. Totally engaged. Blowing it up. And what more do you want from a teacher? You want kids to take it out of the classroom. And I went home and I talked to my parents about it. Uh, now that you've asked the question, there's a yeah, million, there's a million sure. things. Uh, 
the grandfather who listens to Fats Domino and the kid who never knew who Fats Domino was. But we had a lesson about Fats Domino and Pat Boone and Pat Boone getting all the credit from Ain't That a Shame. Oh, geez. And Fats not really getting the credit for it. But Grandpa likes Fats Domino and likes to swing dance. And she said to me, says, those conversations never happened never with my grandpa. Happened. Right. You know, and it's not me, Jay, doing it. It's just me illuminating things, you know. Uh, and it's that tie. I love that tie that music is the common bond to everything. And everybody's got a tie to music somehow. Everybody. That's the, every single kid. That's, that's, that, that's my biggest takeaway from this. It's the biggest takeaway. Jay, I taught AP psychology for 18 years. And even saying that, I don't like saying it because I don't. I'm a, I'm the worst self promoter. My wife wants to she wants to stop me. Says, Will you tell them about yourself? Yeah. But music accesses more brain regions than anything else. There's nothing that's been Life discovered. Force. So why not use that? And again, circling back to Stevie Van Zandt, he knows that. And he says, if it wasn't for music. He doesn't know what he'd be doing. Yeah. He wasn't good at anything else. Wow. And his buddy Bruce never worked a real job. Right. Not one. And what does he like to say? It's remember, Mac, it's called playing music. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Love it. I'm sorry I went on about no, no, that. No, no, no. A million examples now come I'm, to mind. I'm sure. And you know. over all the years. So what do you see as the the future of Teach Rock and, and how can this really spread and grow? Well, we've got a the, the executive director has put us in contact with some fundraising people here in Denver. Wendy Aiello, uh-huh. do you know the name? I do indeed, dear friend. Okay. Uh, she was supposed to come to our meeting but got COVID, but these other kind of players were around. And his, he wants to do something big next summer here in Colorado that... Uh, and just blow this thing out of the out of the waters. This is the we actually now have the Rock and Soul of America, an actual class yep. that can go from school to school oh, anywhere. Geez. So the template that is has a whole loaded. template, a whole uh, journey. So you're locked and loaded from 1900. Now nice. I've got a little bit of work to do this summer to tune probably, it in a little bit. Probably, but. We, we didn't want to unveil it to the masses this summer because we weren't ready yet. But I think that's the future of it. Obviously, it has grown in Mountain Vista High School. I've got teachers all around the district email, hey, what's up yeah. with this? What's up with this? Yeah. And we're going to do it right, and we're going to continue to grow this thing. Fantastic. I keep reminding Teach Rock, like, you know, I really had a good time in Europe, <laughs> yeah. you know, and... This guy Bruce is playing there next uh, summer, but we'll see how that goes. Well, and I can't, I can't let it slide that the photo of Pat from the Kaiser Keller. I mean, what was that? You know, that's hallowed ground, man, for us music I'll, geeks. I'll tell you the this, this story. I mean, we went to the Casbah Coffee Club in in Liverpool before it was open to the public. Oh, geez, so that was crazy. Uh, you know, but. We're on our way to do our teach rock gigs. What the format was uh, right before sound check, we would do our little thing with the teachers. Right. Teachers got free tickets mm-hmm. to the show. So we're in Hamburg. Of course, a million questions Jeez, going through. No my kidding. Head. 
We're riding over to the Reperbahn, which was the not-so-nice area, which is still not-so-nice <laughs> you know, area, and that's where the clubs still are. Wow. We're in the cab, and I get a, a text from the tour director, a reminder from Stevie, saying, the, reminding us that he goes, you know, we're playing upstairs with the disciples, but you do know where you're doing your lessons. And I'm like, what? And he goes, Kaiser Kelly. Oh, my like, God. So I threw up, <laughs> fainted, you know, in the car. This and, is where it uh, all happened. We go down in the basement, and there's a gentleman helping us set up our thing. I think we had about 300 teachers in there that night. Wow. And I asked him, I said, tell me where the stage is, right. where the Beatles were. And he yeah. goes, you're standing on oh. it. And I fainted. And then, <laughs> you know, it looks a little different. There's kind of a something in the front of it now. But he said, that's that's the stage where the Beatles found Ringo. And played, what, eight hours a day, for six days a week for yep. how long? A couple of years or A couple of years like off that. and on. They did yeah, a, that was their outliers. That was their 10,000 hours. They did, I think, nine or 10 months straight God. at one time. They were kids. They were kids. George got sent back. Right. He's too young. You know, it's great story. But to be around there was, was, was unbelievable. That's ground zero. You know, and... Uh, and Stevie put a Beatles song into the set uh, that night, of course. Of course. And uh, so it was amazing. I mean, just being in those footsteps as uh, as my fellow Beatle fan uh, and musician, it was quite amazing. Is, no doubt. You know, I still think about it all the time. <laughs> I'll bet. I do. Such a great picture. Well, you'll appreciate, I always finish these up with what I call the Fab Four. So the first one is, what's something you will listen to, read, or watch today? Something I'll listen to, read, or watch. Watch. I will listen to E Street Radio on the way home from this interview. So whatever Bruce has in mind for me. And um, Channel 20 on your XM dial. Exactly. <laughs> and I will watch some of the proceedings later tonight from the January 6th committee. Indeed. I will. I don't think I'll watch all of them, but I think I will peek in on it, record yeah. it, and peek in on it. Yep. Uh, I want to be optimistic. It's history. It is it's history. history. Yes. So who's, you know, you've obviously devoted a lot of your life to making the world better through teaching and everything else. Who's your role model or who's a role model you can point to that pointed you in the direction of one of your purposes here on life is to, is to make our world better? Uh, let's see. I had a, I had a, a high school U.S. history teacher. You know, you hear the stories about the one teacher mm -hmm. type of thing. So I'm a junior in high school, and I was a punk. I mean, I was a suburban kid outside of the Bronx. Now we're living in the Burbs and Baby Boomer. What did I have to care about? Nothing. A new Led Zeppelin record was right. really all I cared about. <laughs> and running around and mucking around and playing basketball and, and having friends. You mean a little right-handed running one-handed. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's come back in vogue now, nice. which is beautiful. Yep. Uh, and she sat us down the first day of class. And again, a very forward thinker for the 70s. And she said to me and the rest of the class, they said, they said or bleh, she said, when you're studying history, you got to look at the faces of the people. It's their story. He says, you want to look at pictures and look into their, look into their eyes. At that time, I didn't know I was going to become a teacher. Yeah. He said, it's not about facts. It's not about memorizing things. Now, believe me, for decades after I was in high school, it was about memorizing things. Right. 
And Mrs. Alpern, never forget her name, of course, yep. she said, it's about the people. And you want to tell their story about history. And that, that stuck. has stayed with me forever. And obviously the big ones, my dad and my mom yep. and all that stuff. But Mrs. Alpern, Mrs. I, to say I think about her every day that I teach for 29 years is not an understatement. I wow. swear to you. She's in my mind. How's talk that? about the people. Talk about the people. And when I start my classes, I, I say the same thing to my kids. That's fabulous. And that's been 100 years now, at least. That's so, it. Other than Teach Rock, what's an organization you admire that's out there making the world better? Make-A-Wish Foundation. Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, people may not realize, but Mount Vista High School is the number one fundraising high school I'm, in the country. Over a million dollars in five years. Over a million dollars. Over a million. So... That has really affected me. That has really, I've been able to go down to the hospitals and work and wrap presents. And, and my daughters and my wife are better at this than I am. So they, <laughs> they kind of inspire me. We're dudes. You know, we are dudes. <laughs> what? What do you want me to do? Wrap but, what? You know, meeting the kids and, and uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I just want to believe that the money goes to the kids. I yep. really want to believe that. So that's a foundation that really speaks to me for sure. Lastly, if somebody wants to learn more about Teach Rock and what you're doing, how can they find out? If they want to ask me questions personally, they can get me at Mac, M-A-C, at teachrock.org. Very simple. Awesome. Mac, M-A-C, at teachrock.org. If they want to explore, go to teachrock.org and just look around. And donate and Let's keep, the, uh, let's keep on rocking in the free world. Absolutely, my friend. We'll put all that info in the show notes. And Pat, I'm just grateful that you take the time for me this afternoon. You know, Jay, it's, it, I could sit here all day talking to you on the mic or off the mic. And uh, I want this to be a, a rekindling of our relationship. Likewise. And uh, if there's anything I can do for your adventures, you let me know. Because I, I, I want a partnership. Thanks for listening. I wish Teach Rock was around back when I was in school. I might have actually engaged in history class. If you're interested in how I might be able to bolster your efforts and help you achieve your goals, I'd love to have a conversation with you. You can find me at makingourworldbetter.com. Check the show notes for contact information for Pat and Teach Rock. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd be grateful if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Until next time, I hope you're inspired to find a way to make our world better.